everyone, and welcome back to the Unfiltered Career Search Podcast, or UCS for short. I'm one of your hosts, Sophie, and we are so excited to be back with you all for another episode. I'm joined by my co-hosts and friends, Sabrina and Amanda, and thank you all so much for tuning in again. As you know by now, our podcast covers topics surrounding career search, college recruiting, and the struggles that come with all of that. Hey there, it's Amanda. This week, we're starting a little series to focus on the unique aspects of specific groups of people within Kelly. This week, we're going to focus on what recruiting looks like as a person of color. And then next week, we'll dive a little bit deeper to what it looks like for international students. Yes, and to explore this very topic, I am so excited to be joined with our good friend, Bolu. Bolu is a senior at Kelly from Chicago, majoring in public policy analysis with a minor in music studies, and his favorite restaurant in Bloomington is Siam House. Hey, Bolu, thank you so much for joining us this week. Hey, Sophie, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. We're so happy you're here. And as you know, we start each podcast episode off by asking the same question. So we're interested to learn more about your story. So Unfiltered, what has been the greatest struggle in your career search? Um, I think the greatest struggle for me in my career search was um, finding a company that um, kind of fit my personality and fit what I was looking for, as well as kind of showed a concern for the society around them. I know for me, I really enjoy interacting with people. I love problem solving. I like being creative, dynamic, and I really wouldn't want something I'll just be bored with. So it was important to find a company that could fit these needs or find a role that fit these needs. And along with that, I really wanted a company that was very big on educating their employees on things that had to do with society, culture, um, inclusivity, diversity, and those are the things that I personally care about. So find the company that balanced finding needing like everything that I needed, but also balanced educating his employees in important topics was something that um, I wanted to look for. And I wouldn't say it was a struggle, but it was something that was at the back of my mind that was kind of um, a big dis- deciding factor for me. Yeah, I mean, that's hugely important that you are constantly gaining awareness of the things that are important to society these days. And Bolu, I I love that point because it's such a good way to find out if you are a good fit for a company is trying to talk to as many people as you can that work there. Kind of see like, does the conversation go natural? Are we similar in certain ways? And would I feel comfortable there? So that's a huge, huge point you bring up. So Bolu, we do want to hear more about your specific story. And you were telling us in an earlier conversation that you didn't know much about business before you started here at IU. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, I would say I just as, as I went through my high school career, I guess I just kind of learned more progressively. Of course, like when I was younger, I was big into music, big into track, big into sports and all those ty- different types of things. Um, so music was just kind of like a big thing in my life around that time. But as I kind of went through uh, my high school career around junior year, I heard about DECA. Um, all my friends were going to it. So I was like, there must be something happening over here. So <laughs> I went to I went to one of the meetings. I liked it. I participated in some of the contests and stuff. And I guess just for context with DECA, DECA is a business organization that highlights different aspects of business. When I joined the organization, I did well at the different conferences and the contests. And I think one thing that stuck out to it, even though this isn't the only aspect of business, but having the chance to interact with clients or 
help them through their problems or explain things to them. And those interpersonal aspects kind of gave me an overview of what business was. Of course, I didn't know like, oh, this business school does this. They're top ranked in this. Everything just kind of fell into place for me. But I think that that main thing of interpersonal connection, helping people out with their problems was the thing that kind of led me to business. And really, I wasn't that good at math for engineering or the medicine. <laughs> so I, I had to find something to do. Bolu, I totally get that, not totally understanding what business is all about before coming to IU. I mean, I got here as a freshman and people were talking about consulting, investment banking. And I'm like, what? Yeah. what is all this stuff? I didn't do DECA. I wasn't part of the DECA family. I had sisters that did business. So that kind of helped my choice. But I definitely agree with you about the interpersonal relationships. It's definitely what also attracted me. So I, I feel like a lot of business students can say the same thing. But previously, you know, we've talked before about, you know, your parents are immigrants. Everyone on this call, there's at least one family member or parent that is an immigrant so I think we can all agree that that kind of lifestyle or you know cultural difference can definitely influence you know your career path you know what's expected for you in a career path things like that so how has that fact kind of generally influenced your own career yeah um having immigrant parents has been a big influencing factor in a lot of decisions I've made um whether it's the course I'm studying or even going into business um, I guess just for context, my dad was a journalist. My mom was a teacher in Nigeria. And the reason they left was because the government around that time um, was very corrupt and they were targeting journalists. So my, my dad was, he literally had to leave to take the family to keep everyone safe. And the thing that kind of made that transition hard and something that I really commend them for is that the occupations that they have and the culture that they were coming from was vastly different to America. Um, of course, when you come over from Nigeria, there's the accents, there's the different ways of teaching, there's different methods for doing things. So it was tough to um, still have that career that they had in Nigeria and translate over here, but they made their way up. And that was something that was a big inspiration for me. And I guess along with that point, because of the experience they had and the fact that their careers weren't easily translated to an American culture where the engineers and the doctors were like the big people in society. They really wanted me to uh, focus on something that would be useful no matter where I took it. And that's something that they kind of saw with business. Actually, my mom wanted me to do like actuarial sciences. And I was like, mom, like I didn't want to do math because I'm not, I'm not good at it. That has a lot of math. So I don't, I don't really have the time for that. <laughs> but, um, but she she was okay with business as a whole. And she didn't really care. She kind of gave me free reign, but she always instilled in me the importance or my family instilled in me the importance of really finding something that can be useful um, in the market. I guess along with that, when you're coming here for the first time, there's not a lot of room to mess up. And I will consider my parents a very high in moral standing. Um, so that's something they really instilled in me to really make sure that I was a man of integrity to make sure I was being kind to the people around me to make sure I was developing and garnering a quality relationships because that's the way I could make myself happy and also help those around me as well. And I guess when I was younger, my mom and my parents, they always put me in like different activities. Like I was doing drama in fourth grade. I was running track. I was doing music. I was doing a lot of different like things. And I guess that influenced even something I said earlier about 
being creative, that's something that's kind of been big for me. And those that upbringing kind of made me to be like, I guess, a multi-talented individual or an individual with a lot of different interests. And I feel like that's helped me a lot in business, especially where business can be in a variety of industry. You can have business in sports. You can have business in media. You can have VC funds. You can have startup. You can have a lot of different um, ways to go. And that kind of helped me to kind of be open to the variety of possibilities. So as far as my parents being immigrants, they definitely instilled the importance of being on a career path that was useful, but as well as that creativity that allowed me to look for things that would make me happy and allow me to really stretch my creative wings in a sense. Bolu, it sounds like you've made your parents so proud. And I <laughs> just really appreciate and admire that, you know, throughout the years, as you continue to develop both personally and professionally, you sound so rooted in your morals and your upbringings of, from your parents. And I think that's so respectful. I feel like I don't know, from, from an immigrant family myself, sometimes it can be hard because, you know, you, you want to make your family proud because, uh, you know, they've sacrificed yeah. a lot. But I love that, you know, your parents really put, like, your happiness first when um, whatever you wanted to do. I guess just to add on, I have two older sisters as well. So, like, they, they definitely played a role, too. I feel like especially on the creative end because one of my sisters, she's a recruiter, but also she did, like, an African fashion week in Chicago and then my other sister, she's like a photographer in Los Angeles and a stylist. So I guess coming from that kind of background and seeing what they're doing and kind of balancing that professional work with some of the creative interests was something that I kind of held deep to myself too. And something that hopefully I'll have time later to, I guess, um, indulge myself in as time goes on. I think business is a great foundation to get you there in terms of being a multifaceted individual with a wide lens. I think business is very foundational and will let you go any direction that you're really interested in. So let's transition a little bit into the conversation of recruiting and what that looked for you. So can you talk to us about what aspects of recruiting you would say are unique to a person of color? Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of things, I guess to start off with the the similarities. I think a lot of things are similar with the the feeling of waiting for somebody to call back or the feeling of wanting to fit into the company culture and kind of the pressure you can feel when your friends are getting jobs and you're not. And it's kind of trying to mitigate all those different types of feelings. So I think that's a baseline similarity between people of color and people who are the majority, I guess, in society as well, or at least represented in the business field. As far as recruiting for people of color or me in my instance, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things was always trying to find a company that actually put emphasis on education for inclusion and diversity. Um, a company that invests in the community around them, at least for me, because I feel like oftentimes, of course, there's inclusion practices. There are diverse initiatives that are integrated into companies to attract people, to bring people in. But bringing people into the room is different from having somebody feeling comfortable in the room that they're in. And I think it's very important that, at least for me, and um, having a company that actually takes initiative to make people feel comfortable, make people feel heard, whether it's developing focus groups, whether it's having speakers come in talking about their experiences, whether it's investing in a certain type of community. And I think, especially with recruiting, of course, there's the interview and everything along those lines. But 
recruiting for companies that make active efforts at making your voice feel heard is one thing I feel like is unique to me personally and something that is unique to even the people I've had conversations with when it comes to recruiting for uh, people of color, if that answers your question. I feel like a lot of people of color that are in the recruiting space kind of go through the same things as you were just talking about. I know personally myself as a Chinese American going into recruiting sophomore year, junior year, I was also big on education or and looking at, you know, who's coming as a recruiter, you know, what does your company look yeah. like? Is it mostly, you know, the, the majority of the business representation? Do we have LGBTQ representation? Do we have people of color representation? That's something super important to me. I like that you also kind of kept that in the back of your mind when you're recruiting. Slowly as Kelly grows and we get a new class of people every year, what would be your advice to those underclassmen that may not be as familiar with recruiting? What would you you want to say to them Man, i have to <laughs> it'll be it's like talking to my old self um <laughs> i feel like as far as advice to underclassmen that are coming in i think generally just overarching for everybody i think one thing i've learned is that your college experience is really like the culmination of your habits in a sense of course you might be successful in the certain class if it comes easy to you and you don't have to study but if you keep on going on the trend of not studying there's a good chance that you might not do well when a certain opportunity or a certain class comes. So for me, when college experience is a combination of habits, you make sure that you intentionally try to put yourself in good positions, good spaces, surround yourself with good people, which ultimately opens the door and makes recruiting, I feel like, a bit easier for you mm -hmm. because you've developed a good standard for yourself. You've surrounded yourself with good people that can help you with different opportunities. You've make sure you're learning all the things that you have to learn to make sure you market yourself correctly. So that's one thing that definitely has stuck out to me. Also reaching out to mentors who are above you. That's one thing that I've definitely found importance in. I know they've all graduated, but there were a couple of seniors that I reached out to when I was a freshman or a sophomore. I would say definitely had a big impact on the way I kind of see life and the things I'm interested in. And and it was interesting because both of them kind of came from separate places. Like one was investment banking and one is more on the creative end of things. And kind of having that duality, but seeing the commonality of their or commonality of their work ethic and their focus and their drive to really do better for themselves was something that was inspiring to me. And they definitely helped me in my recruiting process. Um, also, don't get stuck in the bubble. Of course, this isn't necessarily just like recruiting, but just overarching to make yourself um, marketable or gain from different experiences to help you in your recruiting process and even help you see things that you you otherwise might have not seen before if you didn't go out your bubble. A lot of the things in life is all about connections, whether they're explicit connections or they're implicit connections. And as you kind of make those connections, you experience different experiences you start to realize what you really are attracted to or what you really like so you don't get stuck seeing only a certain type of company that you can go to. You kind of expand or have a wide lens on the different opportunities. Really in college is a great time to reach out to professionals on LinkedIn, really try to put yourself out there, go to the different events, start to establish that type of relationship. Because if there's anything I've realized, business is really just a relationship business. Like you really just have to focus on garnering positive relationship in which that the person that you're having a relationship with isn't just benefiting you, but 
you're bringing some type of value to them as well. And that's something that like I try to do coming in freshman year, whether it's going to different career fairs or reaching out to different people or going to somebody that might not be in the industry that I'm interested in right now, but has some interesting takes on things. And I think being proactive in that sense and relationship building and talking to a lot of different people is something that definitely helps overarching advice in life, but also um, when you're about to go into the workforce and you have to call somebody up about an opportunity that you're trying to go into. So that's kind of, that was, I just said a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) It was all really good advice though. But that's, that's kind of the biggest thing. As far as for people of color, MLT, great program. Um, I personally didn't get it, but I've heard great things from people who have gotten it and the opportunities they have gotten from that uh, program specifically, and also leveraging the Cody office. I mean, there's a whole office really dedicated to your success at Kelly. Um, and it's important to just leverage the office to make connections with people and have that type of community that can really help in navigating um, your four years yeah. at Kelly. So. Bolu, I liked some of the points that you brought up regarding getting outside of your comfort zone and also the importance of mentorship and relationship building. We've talked a bit on this podcast about those main themes, and I think it's really important that students remember, unfortunately, with everything being virtual, it might be a little bit more uncomfortable at first to make that first call and that first introduction when it's not in person, but it's going to be all the more rewarding in the long run when you have those lifelong connections like you talked about. No, definitely, definitely. It's, it's very important. You really can't you really can go wrong with that. And it's important to just keep on developing those skills so you can just put yourself in the best position, like you said, in the long run. So there are recruiters who specialize in diversity recruiting, while there are also other campus-specific recruiters. So that's a lot of recruiters. And I'm sure it can get confusing at times when you're trying to figure out who you should contact, and when you should contact them, and who's best for what. So can you describe the difference between those two types of recruiters and what your experience with recruiters has really looked like? Yeah, so I'll try my best at this. I kind of look at it like this. Like you have your diversity recruiters and you have your campus-specific or kind of broad recruiters. I feel like the broad recruiters look at the whole pool and the diversity recruiters are focused on one section of the pool in a sense. Um, so it really just depends and you can see it on LinkedIn too. Some are like diversity lead recruiters. So that's their specific focus. And then some are just general campus recruiters. Um, both of them are good at the end of the day. I think the power that recruiters have is the power that you give them in the sense that you can only really leverage a recruiter relationship if you reach out to them or you make those attempts to get to know them whether the diversity or whether they're campus specific if you don't reach out to them you're not getting any type of recruiting you know <laughs> that's 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 kind of how i see it so ultimately that's the difference but ultimately you have to reach out to them and establish that connection uh, for me personally i had good experiences with both um of course there's some emails i didn't get back from some recruiters but that's okay <laughs> we have to we have to keep it pushing but the interactions I've had with some recruiters and most of them actually have been really good. They've been really positive. They definitely helped in the process of getting into a company 
they've definitely helped in offering advice and really just came from asking for a business card or asking them about themselves. Like, what, what are you interested in? What do you like most about this company? Because recruiters are here for you. They're not here for themselves necessarily. Of course, they're here for the company, but they're here for you. They, they, they're trying to pick up on quality talent from Kelly, you know? So it's really important that you kind of leverage that relationship, reach out to those recruiters. Of course, like if you're a diverse candidate, reaching out to a diverse recruiter could be suggested as well. But really it just depends on you and really establishing a truthful and honest connection, um, whatever recruiter it is. Yeah, that's huge. And I love all the good advice you had in there too. Like you have to actually reach out to a recruiter if you want to take a step forward. Um, yeah. And thanks. That's that's yeah. super helpful to better understand the distinguishing factor slash, you know, the way those types of recruiters work together. As is in the name of this podcast, we keep it unfiltered here. And as you know, I, I'm Brazilian and I went through diversity programs. In fact, uh, I landed my full time job after graduation through diversity recruiting and um, an insecurity that I wrestle with is just the thought of would I still have gotten this job if I didn't come from uh, a Latina background? And so I, I'm curious, what is your advice to people who struggle with these thoughts? And what would you say to someone who's not from an underrepresented background that actually might think that? I think when it comes down to, I guess, that imposter syndrome or feeling like you don't deserve it, I feel like as far as for people of color, there's already that feeling when you come into a predominantly white institution, which is a blessing just with all the opportunities and the people and the connections that you make. But also at the back of your mind, there's still that kind of, do I deserve to be here or do I deserve this job that I'm getting? Does it like, does my race have anything to do with it? And honestly, in some instances, who you are might have an impact on that. But at the end of the day, I think we always have to remember that companies recruit what they need at that time and the qualifications that they need. And I think that rings true to people who aren't only diverse candidates as well. Like ultimately, a lot of the things that we see in life are based off of time and chance. And it can be kind of tough sometimes because you're like, would I have gotten this if I was this color? Or would I have gotten this if I was like this? And sometimes that I guess that thinking is not bad, is something that's like fair. It comes up, it even comes up for me. But I just try to, I guess, express gratitude or stay grounded in the moment because this opportunity that I'm having and I'm having second thoughts about is an opportunity that somebody else might've been waiting for and they didn't get. So I have to do the best I can to enjoy this opportunity and just put my best foot forward. And I think that, a lot of the places that we've gone to or the jobs that we've gotten, we've worked towards it. So it's not like we walk in the room with no resume and we're like, okay, recruit me. Like, <laughs> guarantee that's not what happens. <laughs> guarantee that's not, that's not what happens. But you see that people do screenings off of your resume and off the qualifications that you have and the experiences that you've gained. And I think that rings true for whether you're a person of color or you're not a person of color, because ultimately we're all Kelly students that have had access to the same opportunities, the same um, like career affairs, the same everything. It's not your fault that somebody else doesn't get it and they might come up to you and we're like, oh, you got it because you're this color. 
you're the one that took initiative, regardless of your skin color, to get those opportunities, get those experiences, and fit the qualifications that the recruiter have for you. Like really after the interview and after you give your resume, it's really above you. Like you don't you don't have any say in anything, but ultimately I think you can have confidence in your abilities to carry you forward, have confidence in your experience and realize that like regardless whatever color you are or whatever background that you come from, that what you've done leading up to this moment has been sufficient for them to recruit you. I hope everyone gets the chance to hear this podcast because that is like the way you worded it was like perfect. So to finish off our conversation, Bolu, we're curious as graduation is around the corner, you're a fellow senior, you've got an incredible job lined up post-graduation. What is your outlook or mindset for the next few years? Do you have a five-year plan? How do you feel um, you know, as you are about to transition into this next stage in your life? It's, um, it's interesting. I think, um, <laughs> I, I guess it's, it's bittersweet. It's, it's a, it's such a weird feeling because these four years flew and I really just remember freshman year, welcome week when we're like, okay, we're going to have all the, all these amazing experiences. We're going to do all these amazing things and then Corona, <laughs> but <laughs> But literally, um, I'm excited, though. I'm excited, though, because I think besides, of course, like not having the freedom that we might have had, you know, just having to go to class, not having to worry about too much, just making sure we get our grades and making sure we got our jobs and everything. I think this next step is going to be a catalyst for a lot of great things in a lot of our lives. And I think it's just important to make sure we just live in the moment and live in the now. And that's something that I've really been trying to do. And I've been kind of reflective on the mistakes I've made uh, over my past three years and making sure I don't repeat them as I go into the workforce. But I'm, I'm really excited. And honestly, I don't, I guess I don't really have a uh, like precise five-year plan. Of course, it's like, let me do the two years. Let me get my MBA. And then maybe, I don't know, go to California <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> like honestly, I I really don't know, but I think I'm gonna just try to live every day or every year very intentionally. Try to make the lives of the people around me better, make some positive changes, because really the sky's the limit, and our careers hopefully are gonna be 25, 30 years doing amazing work. We just can't silo ourselves, and making sure we're open to the different opportunities that are out there. Man, Bolu, well, knowing you, I'm believing that you're going to have so much positive impact to those around you. I mean, you started right here. I just can't wait to re-listen to this podcast over and over and to keep up with all the wisdom you spewed out. And I know that your wisdom goes way far beyond the scope of our episode today in recruiting people of color. You've had so many different life experiences. And one thing I've loved about this podcast is just being able to get to know you better. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, it was great talking to you all. Hopefully with the rest of the interviews and everything, all the pockets are as nice as this. Much love. All those good things. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bolu. Thank you, Bolu.
Now it's time for your favorite part of the podcast where we get to answer all of your questions. Each week, as you know, we'll be answering any questions that you send our way. So today we'll hear Amanda and Sophie's take on a couple questions. So Sophie, what do you talk about in your follow-up with a recruiter after a networking event or an interview? Okay, good question. So I would say start off by simply introducing yourself. And a couple general tips, in my opinion, are keep it short, professional, and of course, individual to the company and the recruiter. You should never be copying and pasting the same email for multiple people. So once you've started your email, you want to, of course, thank them for their time and mention what you took away from the event or the interview. And something specific that I would advise students is to mention something concrete from your conversation that will help you uniquely stand out in the, in the email. So whether you had something in common with them or you had a fun little icebreaker with them when you met them over Zoom, pull out something from your conversation that you can drop in the email to remind them of your initial meeting. Yeah, I love that little last piece, especially, you know, recruiters can meet, you know, 100 kids in an hour. So want to make sure you really stand out when you're sending your email. So Amanda, what is the community feature on Handshake? So the community feature on Handshake is what I like to call a mini LinkedIn. So if you go to the Handshake website, you'll see on the top bar, there's a students tab. If you hit that tab, it'll take you to a page with just a list of a ton of students. And on the side, there's this filter option. So you can filter through different students and see students of a similar major, students and what their previous employers have been, what types of student organizations are in. And it can help you find people to connect with that have similar interests to you. And another really cool part about this is not only does it have students from IU, but from all sorts of different schools. So even if there's someone at IU whose interests don't necessarily align with yours, there has to be someone at another school. So definitely check it out if you're looking to connect with new people. Yeah, that is a super cool feature that I, I love that students get the chance to do that, not only on LinkedIn, but, you know, another platform as well. If you want to get in touch with us, email us at unfilteredcareersearchpodcast at gmail.com. If you have questions about recruiting, want help from professional coaches, or just want to see what events are going on, head to careers.kelly.iu.edu. And as always, make sure to keep up with all of the job postings on Handshake. You don't want to miss out. We'll see you next week with us three in the addition of a special student guest speaker. We'll see you then. Bye.